Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Redefining Security podcast. Have you ever thought that we are selling cybersecurity insincerely, buying it indiscriminately, and deploying it ineffectively? Perhaps we are. So let's look at how we can organize a successful InfoSec program that integrates people, process, technology, and culture to drive growth and protect business value. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. iTrust is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at HighTrustAlliance.net. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. Marco. Sean. Do you have your CISSP? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. Uh, you're screwed. You can't be a CISO. <laughs> I'm going to have to live with that. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just talk with them. <laughs> and, and you know what is going to be my question? It's going to be, do you need that qualification in order to be a CISO? Well, I have it, so I can be one. <laughs> Why are you not? <laughs> That's a good question. Is that a default? <laughs> like you get that qualification and then you become a CISO or? Well, it's, it, it, this all begs the question, Marco. Is, is it the chicken or the egg that came first? Is it the CISO or the CISSP? And, and I, I hesitate a little bit making fun of certifications and anything that helps people uh, learn and grow is important. And the the question for me kind of shifts more toward are we are we keeping people out of the role and or are we not giving them the chops they need to be successful in the role? Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there was a post I came across on LinkedIn from uh, Brian Brobo, who's joining us today. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, the, 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 the catalyst for the, the post was uh, you shouldn't require... CISSP for your CISO, and um, it it was an interesting question, and uh, there was a ton of feedback in the thread there, and we, perhaps we'll cover some of these things. Um, but Brian, before we get to that whole conversation, uh, maybe just a few words about yourself and and what you're up to. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. And um, so I am the CIO and CISO of a healthcare IT company. Um, we provide uh, two EHRs as products, so we're a software company, along with services um, to support healthcare uh, providers. So, um, working a lot around you know securing the products, making sure our clients are secure. Um, we uh, we offer two of the products, both on-prem or we'll host it for you. So we we do a lot of work um, securing 
our clients' data and providing them the types of services around that that they need. So as long along with the CIO stuff that comes along with being the CIO. So another interesting point, which maybe that's another conversation. <laughs> uh, why is it separate, and how do they connect? Yeah. Uh, but to get into this particular point, so your post says that most of what you do as a CISO doesn't really connect to the CPEs required con- continuing mm-hmm. uh, performance. Uh, I can't remember what CPE stands for, but anyway, the, uh, the the credits you need to keep the, the cert current. Mm-hmm. And so then it begs the question: Well, does that does a cert then help win your role? Do you need it to get into the role? So what? What's the catalyst for this post? What, what prompted you to actually put that up? Well, I, I was renewing my certification, and I, I've read posts in the past where um, I remember one gentleman in particular said that he retired his CISSP because um, it wasn't worth the, you know, he kinda, it, it served its purpose. It really wasn't doing anything more for him. Um, and so I'm renewing it. I'm looking at um, trying to, you know, document my continuing education credits so I can, you know, stay certified. And I'm looking at all of the options of things I can put in there. And I was really struggling saying, you know what, the things I'm doing as a CISO don't translate into this. Um, And taking, you know, some of the free courses on, you know, ethical hacking or something like that, it's not really helpful as a CISO. Um, i Maybe I missed it, but I couldn't find a place where I could take credit for leading, you know, a um, a security incident and, you know, having to deal with clients and all of the things that go into a security incident, um, which, which to me is like is the real practical experience. If you want to get on the technical side of being a CISO, it's how do you manage incidents? How do you how do you manage your team managing incidents? How do you manage the technical people? Um you know, there's some CISOs that are probably in smaller companies that are, you know, much more hands-on. But, you know, once you get to a decent-sized company as a CISO, you should be leading people through that, not doing it yourself anymore. And I just thought, you know, this is a really a technical type of um, certification. It's, I mean, it's it's really hard to get. It's fantastic. It says a lot about um, a lot of things um, of a particular person. But I don't really feel like it translates into what a CISO needs to be doing. I I think it does do a nice job of showing that maybe they have a good understanding of the technical side of things. They have a good understanding of frameworks and some of those types of things. Um, But honestly, I've, you know, at this point in my career, I don't know if it's that helpful anymore. Um, Let me, let me ask you something because I think we need to put it into the right context and context in this case is also, the evolution and where we are now compared yeah. to where we were three, five, ten years ago. So mm-hmm. how often we talked about the business of security, how the CISO sits at the board needs to understand the business yeah. and, and how to protect it. So uh, maybe we want to talk a little bit about that from your perspective. Yeah. How did you get to the point to say, hmm, do I still need it or not? And mm-hmm. Was it a good thing that I had it when, you know, I don't know, five years ago? Yeah. Just throwing the time there. Yeah. I mean, I think certifications are good um, to show your abilities, to show your competence. Um, 
in lieu of experience. But experience is way more valuable than certifications ever will be. Um, and so I think when I look at um, my background now, I've been, this, uh, I think this is the third time I've been a CISO. Um, I've been director level for, um, you know, Fortune was a Fortune 200 company and 155 companies doing instant response. I ran security operations center for one of the top retailers in the country. Um, when it comes to security experience, I would say that that experience I have is much more valuable than CSSP to the point where it just shouldn't matter anymore. Um, and I think that um, if not getting the tunnel vision, and it doesn't matter what certification you pick. Um, you know, there's some fantastic hackers out there that probably have zero certifications because they don't care. <laughs> and and getting a certification wouldn't make them any better at their jobs. Um, so, Here's the million dollar uh, question. Could, yeah. could that hacker become a CISO? Uh, depends. Um, so you, the, that's the, so that's piece of it, right? You get to a certain <laughs> level and it doesn't matter if it's CISO, a CIO or any other technical area, you get away. If you need to be able to get away from being technical and you understand what right looks like anymore. Like, so, you know, I worked for a guy that used to be a mainframe uh, programmer. I, I'm pretty confident he probably couldn't do that anymore. But, well, maybe a mainframe, they don't change that much. But, you know, a lot of the technical backgrounds people have by the time, you know, they're in a senior leadership position, the technology's changed so much, they can't do that anymore. So they're really just bringing the perspective of what does right look like? Um, you know, what, what does it take to, you know, develop a product? What does it take to, you know, develop an application? Um, and they, if they can't get out of the weeds, then it's one of the, they'll become one of the micromanagers, one of those you know folks you just don't really want to work for. Um, you need to be able to step back, and then the other part of it is you have to be able to translate all that's going on to the board and to the CEO and to the president of the company, the COOs, um, and the business. What is going on in ways that they can understand it, um, and it, that takes some practice and experience and you have to grow into that role as well. And I'd say the, the absolute most important um, and most relevant skill set at a senior level um, when you're leading teams is, is hiring good people, um, finding good people, hiring good people, allowing good people to do their jobs enabling them to do their jobs, trusting them to do their jobs, and then getting out of their way. And if you can do that, anybody could be a CISO. Uh, if you have the right team, I, I'm a, you know, the right team takes care of things. It makes your life easy as a leader. And it does, that's cross the board. Not, that's not a CISO comment, really. So um, here's an observation I like to, to make, and it makes me think about other professions. Mm -hmm. They say you need to know the rules in order to break the rules, right? You can't just be mm -hmm. there and be a writer that's like, I don't follow the grammar, but you don't follow it, but you know what the real rules are. Just yeah. an example. And the same thing goes to be a musician, to be, uh, you know, to excel in any profession. Yeah. So my question is here, are we just jumping uh, the too ahead of the problem and and thinking about the CISO to this person that just one day somebody like, okay, I'm going to be a CISO, but 
the truth is you do need the basic, I mean, more than basic knowledge. So yeah. I think the question is, are those programs still adequated to that? Is that the issue? Because somewhere you have to educate yourself. Even if you are a hacker and you do it yourself, you need to reach that level of knowledge that it qualify you to be a CISO. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I think, like I said earlier in your career, maybe when you don't have the experience, that's um, a good certification to have, but it's, it does not replace experience. Um, it does demonstrate a, a certain level of knowledge, which I think is important. Um, I think the other component of this is it's um, it's interesting when you look at the security field, there's, I don't know, how many cert certifications you can get, just tons of them. And, um, but you go to somewhere else, like you go to just to IT and there's not a lot of certifications. I mean, people will go and do it, but they don't do it for their careers. They do it, you know, because they want to learn Cisco or something like that. Um, and so, um, I think part of it is is that the, there's so many of them that they've beyond CISSP that they've they kind of diluted the value of them, um, and I see security folks that'll you know on LinkedIn with like 15 different certifications, um, and I'm thinking at some point that's not really helping you anymore. And when I mentor people, I tell them, you know, I, I was talking to a gentleman who's asking, well, how do I become a CISO? And I said, well your 20 certifications aren't helping. It makes you look like you're a technical practitioner, You need, which you are, but you need to make the jump into leadership. You need to become a leader. And those certifications almost detract from that, in, in my view. Um, so I think that part of it is this breaking the culture um, that it's almost like it was a gold rush for these certification companies. You know, when security started becoming important, they started creating more certifications, more ways to charge people for things. And I think um, at some point you need to break out of that and, and get experience and, and focus on that more than another certification, whether it's CSSP or not. So, so let's talk about that entry level then where I don't know where that line is drawn entry level CISO mm -hmm. and is it, is it named something different? Is it just, is it just the security manager, um, CISO in, in training? Yeah. Um, and cause what I'm trying to figure out, and I, I like Marco's music analogy. Um, mm -hmm. I, I did some drum work in high school. I not very schooled at it. I can't read drum music. I can read other music and I know nothing about, uh, guitar, but I was thinking the other day. Okay, if I wanted to pick up and play in a band, I could. I could probably even without proper formal percussion training, do most of what I need to to actually perform yeah. with a with a rock band. Let's say, mm -hmm. but there are going to be things that I'm missing, <clears throat> and so in some companies, I might. In some, if you if we continue with the music example, in some bands, mm -hmm. I might wildly successful and other ones I'm going to suck. I'm wondering yeah. if there's a similar analogy for small companies, large companies where you yeah. know that what you get with the certification and some areas of experience is going to be enough to be a CISO, but mm -hmm. you're going to hit some part of a market or an industry or some tech stack mm -hmm. that, that just says you don't have it. Yeah. I, I think using that analogy... Um, if you're going to put a band together and you were going to pick a drummer, 
would you pick a drummer that's played in a number of different bands, maybe a couple different genres and has a lot of experience, or do you, would you pick the one that went and got a music degree um, from, you know, pick a school and so i.e. a certification and which one would you pick? And it, it probably depends, right, um, on what you're trying to get out of it. And then you're going to have a, an interview, like, you know, they're going to try out for the band and you're going to pick the one you think is going to be the best choice. And I think, um, to your point, an entry-level CISO really needs to – it starts at the manager level. Um, and that's where you learn – Start when you start leading other people, that's when you start learning the core – leadership pieces you need to know and start stepping back a little bit from the technical side of it as you build your experience. Um, the other real challenge in security that you don't see elsewhere with technology and just in general is that security touches everything. So there is no way that you'll ever have the technical background to know everything going on in a given company. Um, I worked for Fortune, I don't even know what level it is now, the retailer, and I, I swear their technology approach was they had one of everything. Like they had, there, there wasn't, you know, AS400 and, and mainframes and, uh, I mean, Linux and Windows and uh, they just, there's no way you could know all of that. So you had to be, so part of the, the, the switch that you have to figure out if you are really technical, is how do you become comfortable with ambiguity? How do you become comfortable under listening to the Linux guy or gal tell you about a problem, even though you don't know anything about Linux and, um, and understanding what right looks like. And I, I, I'll just share kind of a side story. One of my proudest moments was listening to the Linux guy tell me about a problem he had. And I said, hey, did you look at it this way instead? And he was like, wow, I hadn't thought of that. And it was because I, I swear it's because I didn't know Linux that I could look at it differently than he did. And I saw a pattern that he didn't see that helped him fix that problem. But so that's the part that um, I think a lot of people maybe struggle with a little bit is, um, you know, there's a little bit of imposter syndrome in this stuff too, right? Because you're talking to technical people and somebody that's been a DBA for 25 years and I've never been a DBA. So you have to you have to be open to asking dumb questions and and you know and maybe I'm not right every time and all those kind of things and and be very collaborative to understand how you get to the right solution and what right looks like which isn't a security problem that's a technical problem really if you think about it. Yeah, it, it sounds to me that there are different kind of CISO, and I've seen some post comment on your post, like, well, mm -hmm. it, it depends. And you said yeah. that you brought the example of, again, it's going to be hard for me to break from the music <laughs> <laughs> metaphor right now because, you know, yeah. it's kind of like what I love. But but it really makes sense, in my opinion, here. Like, you know, you, you need a creative role. You need more of a technical role. So you need the Berkeley graduate of the School of Music, or you need the guy that can just get the read on whatever it goes. And I feel like it depends on the company, it depends yeah. of, in the way, shouldn't be the company the one that decide what kind of CISO they, they want. Yeah, I think so. And it's, I mean, like that music analogy, right? Um, not every drummer is appropriate for every band. Um, so there's a fit piece of it. But um, the part that's a little tough, I think, is that sometimes companies 
don't really know what a CISO should be doing. Maybe they had one before. They don't really know what a CISO does. They know they do security stuff and they know they need one. Um, but I don't know if they're always real keen on what the qualifications should be for what they need. Cause they just don't know. They don't get it. They don't understand. It's kind of a black box to them in some ways, you know? Um, and so there's, I think there's that challenge. Um, other companies obviously are, know exactly what they need, exactly what they want. Um, so yeah, I, I think it depends is a great way to, to phrase that in terms of qualifications. So, I mean, it's, I, I work for a software company now. What the kind of things I'm involved in are very different than when I worked for a retailer or when I worked for an airline. Um, you know, there's some, a lot of similarities, but we're in a completely different line of business and a completely different sector of the economy too. Healthcare is a whole nother animal. So, um, but that also shows you that with the right skill sets, you can translate security into any industry. You can move around and as long as you, you can learn the business and you challenge yourself to, cause I mean, it is a, it's, it's a learning curve. I mean, it's taken me two years and I still don't think I, I mean, I still got a lot to learn about healthcare. And you probably still always have to learn, right? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm wondering if the if the company then has some preconceived because I guess what I was wondering you kind of touched on it is okay the, the executive staff doesn't know what they need so mm -hmm. there's a certification CISSP Security Plus whatever it is something that says security in it that makes the interviewing process easier right the, the job requirement yeah we want people that have this so those people come in presumably mm -hmm. they can speak wisely about stuff but it may yep. not be connected to the business so how how can organizations kind of break free of that cycle where they may not know they're not in the fortune 100 or 200 and they need they need somebody who can manage security yeah. don't know how to break free of that that uh, understanding of what the cissp brings and somebody just sounds smart yeah yeah no, that's a great question you know as you're talking it kind of makes me think about um you know, I think the CIO role probably went through similar transition where, you know, it was the tech guy that took care of all the computers and stuff. And you kind of, you know, they were a, a necessary evil, but they were just a cost center. They didn't really do anything for you um, other than you had to have one. And now they've evolved into business enablers. Um, you know, a lot of them own revenue streams. Um, they have a seat at the table. They're reporting to the CEO. They're, you know, they're, reporting directly to the board and some, you know, or, you know, reporting to the board um, very regularly where in the past, maybe that didn't happen very often. And CISOs are starting to get into that same kind of a um, place. And I think maybe the way to look at it is um, how would you hire a CIO and what qualities would you look for in a CIO and look for those same things only with a person that has an information security background who brings the security knowledge to the table. So the same kind of leadership stuff you would look for, the same strategic visions, um, the same you know budget mindset, the same people mindset. Um, and I think that might be a way to break through it a little bit and think about what you really want in a CISO. Yeah, and there, there's a post uh, or a comment and um, yeah, I'll, I'll refrain from my my, my point here. <laughs> uh, there's a comment from Julia, and she's saying that 
understanding finance, corporate strategy, marketing, leadership, operating models, they're all pivotal yeah. for success in any leadership role, in, mm-hmm. including CISO role. Yeah. Um, so how, how do organizations, presumably the, the exec staff know that stuff, so how do they kind of translate their interview process, the job description, those types of things, and mm-hmm. perhaps the, the, the general selection process to incorporate that stuff? Yeah, you know, I think one of the ways you do that when you're talking about the selection process is, um, I mean, I was just involved, the finance team here is hiring a new procurement leader, um, VP level, and I buy lots of stuff, you know, (laughs) when it comes to technology, being a CIO. Um, And I was involved in that interview process. And I think, you know, a way to do that is that you get some of the business leaders involved in the CISO interview process from the different, um, you know, areas and skill sets to ask those kind of questions. My experience has been interviewing as a CISO. I talked to like the CIO, I might talk to the general counsel, um, talk to the HR person, and then I talk to some technical people that know security. Um, but there's not a lot of business questions that are being asked. Um, and I think that may be why um, some companies are, try- are struggling with, well, how do we get a CISO that's going to operate at the level we want them to? Because they're not really looking for that level until they show up and they're already hired. And that's a great point. Sorry, Sean, but I, I can't not think about the conversation we had with Scott Olson about mm-hmm. the leadership and the fact that you need to be an inspired leader. And one of the things that touched the most about when you build a team and you get your own self-fulfillment um, by not doing things, but by picking the right people yeah. for the right job and, and get fulfillment by the job that gets done. doesn't matter who is playing in what role on the, on the field. And, and I think this is the kind of conversation that we need to, to do right now, which is, mm-hmm. as you say, you compare a CISO to a CEO. How do you pick a CEO? You pick based on the, the capacity to understand the business, but also to, pick and, to put together a, ma- a team that is going to work. So yeah. and in that case, you don't need to you know, to resolve an issue yourself. You just need to have the right person to resolve that issue. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's all about people. Um, and that's, I, I, um, I, I'll leave a position open for nine months until I can find the right person. Despite the pain and everything else, I'll interview people I know can do it, but they're not the right fit. They're not a leader. They're not, you know, all these non-technical things. Um, and that makes all the difference is having the right team. Um, and that makes, you know, makes the job much easier, obviously. And then again, you can't keep up with the technology anyway. So you need, you really need sharp people that are doing that and that you can trust. And, um, but yeah, I couldn't agree more about the leadership piece of it. Um, you know, and being a genuine leader, true to yourself, you know, be yourself as a leader. Um, and truly caring about people um, is is really really, really important. Um, and then the other piece of all this is the CISO that I think sometimes gets overlooked is, and any leader um, at that level, 
you need to mentor your team. You need to mentor those managers and directors so they can be CISO someday, teach them the different aspects of the job that maybe aren't so evident, like the legal aspects of being a CISO are hugely important. And I think a lot of CISOs aren't that, some of them aren't that in tune with the legal side of this, of the job and, and understanding that in the heat of the moment, in an incident, how do you manage that knowing that you're probably going to get sued when it's all said and done? Um, and then how do you, how do you mitigate those risks? Um, and so I, I always try to take time with my directors and my leaders. And when I, when I do something that doesn't necessarily, they're kind of like, why'd you do that? You know? And I try to explain to them, here's the purpose of this. You know, it's either I'm managing the executives, I'm managing legal risk, or here's why I'm doing this. Not just, I'm going to go do this. Um, or I'm going to tell you to go do that. And so. Yeah, I love that, Brian. And, one thing that comes to mind, there was another one of the comments was, well, what is the path? And somebody mentioned uh, having a PMP. Uh, and I was just wondering, that, are there other skills or yeah. activities? I mean, the PMP comes to mind for me, especially when you, when you at the beginning, you're talking about it's all about managing incidents. So, okay, there's yeah. an event. You have to rally a team and get from A to Z quickly with mm-hmm. – uh, on, on target and on time and hopefully on yeah. budget if there is such a thing. So yeah. other things like that or other things that, that we should consider as a path. I, yeah. It's funny. If you look at my path, um, going all the way back to the beginning, um, I enlisted in the army and I was in counterintelligence, which is that I didn't know any better at the time. I just thought it'd be cool. It'd be really interesting. And, and I learned a lot about social engineering because that's what spying is all about. And, counterintelligence is trying to stop spies. And even if you're private, you at least learn about it, right? Like I saw any spies, but, um, you know, and then I, I went a path in the army where it was a leadership type role where I was in tanks and I went to infantry school and as an officer, I mean, you know, I, I didn't do it. That had nothing to do with, with security. Um, I mean, I learned a lot about physical security in some ways or the principles of them. Right. Um, and then, I worked in heavy manufacturing and I worked in warehouses for target and none of it, it was all really leadership roles that prepared me for an opportunity I got with target to switch over to security back before security was cool and everybody wanted to do it. Um, well, not everyone wants to, but you know, it was, before, it was when it was still kind of that necessary evil um, and just dumb luck worked for a company that said, Hey, you're a leader. You can figure out the other pieces of it. Um, but we need leaders. And, and that's what gave me my opportunity. But I'd say the path should be varied because if all you've done is security and all you did, you know, like you went to school to be a drummer and that's all you've ever done. And you don't know, um, you know, how to play in a rock band because the school didn't, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe that's, that's too specialized of a path when, you know, maybe, um, so a lot of people, I think the, you know, a lot of great security people come from an IT background um, is, you know, people that are seeking out leadership positions is number one thing. Leadership experience, I think is more important than anything. Um, and then, you know, there's just intangible things that you can't really put a finger on. Of course. Um, the other thing I always tell people is just be open to opportunities. Cause some people think, Oh, I, I just need to go down the security path and just do security stuff. Well, what if somewhere down the path, someone says, Hey, I'd like you to lead the networking team and the CIO world. 
you should do that because that experience will be directly help you in this in to become a CSIL because now you know more about technology or if you have an opportunity to business transformation or do something a little bit different. Um, I always tell people be open to that because you just don't know where the path's going to lead you. And all these different experiences help build you as a person, as a leader and gives you perspective to be successful. And a lot of it, I think maybe that's what it is. It comes down to perspective more than anything. I like that because I think when you, when you enter the profession, any profession, you, you need to have some kind of qualification, right? Mm -hmm. Or yep. to prove by a test that you don't need that, that certification, but you know, you know how to deal with those yeah. things, right? You, you, you learn it yourself, you learn it in a school, in, a, in, a, in an educational environment. Mm -hmm. So do you think, if you're gonna look into the future, that there may be eventually a place for a, something that prepare people to be CISO at a certain point. I'm thinking like an, an MBA, like, you know, a master <laughs> in security instead of, uh, you know, in, in economy or business. Uh, would that be an idea or what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, I, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I think a master's that is like an MBA for security. So help you learn. I, I mean, I got my MBA just because my background didn't have, I didn't take business courses in my undergrad. And, um, and so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. So I learned more about marketing and, and, you know, I had a little bit of finance, but I learned a lot more about finance, a lot more about um, how businesses operate. And I did that just to expand my knowledge. I think um, that's the difference though. Like, so if you go and get a master's in cybersecurity, I'm not sure what that all entails. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know what the curriculum looks like that at all, <laughs> but it tells me that you like super hyper specialized in security, which is kind of, kind of funny because you can't really specialize in it, right? Because so much technology, there's so many different components of it. You know, you could be an incident responder, you could be a hacker, you could be a defender, you could be, you know, there's so many different things you can do. Um, but I think, having a business perspective is something that's would be a differentiator. Um, yeah, I want to, I wanted to ask you that question kind of like to, to think about that. And the fact that your answer was like, you know, I, I, I went and take and got an MBA. So if I have to create that the college or, or master curriculum, I would say, you know what, you need a little bit of psychology, a little bit of business, a little bit of uh, organization structure, a little bit of, business and marketing and sure the core may be security how you handle security so it is in the end this ideal bucket where a little bit of everything that a CISO need it's mm -hmm. it's there and and ultimately you need to be the kind of person that can do that you need to be a leader yeah. and you don't teach like that you need a technical liberal arts degree <laughs> exactly um. <laughs> So one of them did comment on the music degree, and uh, yeah, we probably don't want to go there <laughs> for, for <laughs> Equifax. But uh, yeah. I think uh, as we wrap here, I think what I'm what I'm hearing, and we haven't talked about it in this way, but we're but sticking with the music analogy. It's not the drummer, or the singer, or the guitar player, or the flutist, or uh, cellist, or whatever they are. Um, but I guess somebody needs to take the reins and lead and have 
some understanding of that, and I don't know if there's a, a course or a certification, maybe this is the final question, yeah. is if we're looking for a conductor, <laughs> somebody who can, who can lead a team through stuff, either protection or defense yeah. or, or response, uh, how, how does one get the chops if they don't have an opportunity to have the experience yet? Um, well, I, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know how you get the chops. Um, you, you can teach leadership to a point, but it's like everything else. I can teach people how to play the drums, but they need to practice. They need to actually do it. Um, and I think that, um, again, I, that's what I advise people. Um, you know, hey, how do I become a CISO? And I look at, you haven't been a manager yet. You need to go be a manager. You need to go lead people. Um, you know, you've been a technical person for however long, and you probably know everything you need to know to, from a technical standpoint. Um, and you can translate that knowledge into other technologies, and or you, you kind of get it, right? You get the technology piece, but you really need to go out and you need to work with people. You need to lead people. You need to try to get them to do things they may don't maybe don't want to do. And how do you deal with tough times and difficult behaviors and all those kind of things that? Um, you can't teach. You got to do that, I think. And then how do you manage your boss, right? <laughs> how do you manage the board? Managing up, managing up, managing the board, exactly. Yeah. 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 Lot, lots to consider there. And yeah, I think I think we've uh, beaten the certification horse to, <laughs> uh, to a pulp at this point. Yep. Uh, certainly a role for it. Uh, mm -hmm. Experience in in managing a team and leading a team uh, is really the criteria I'm hearing for this. Yeah, I think and it's like everything else. Take it in perspective. Um, understand what it gives you or what it doesn't give you when you're hiring a candidate, what it means or doesn't mean. Um, just don't put maybe don't put too much in that basket and understand what are the other pieces that the CSSP doesn't tell you that that person has and how do you make sure you're getting that as part of the package. Yeah, maybe in the end, the CISO is too broad of a definition. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe there are CISOs for different industries, CISOs for different uh, maturity level of a company or size yeah. of a company. Uh, and so I want to say in the end, if you're going to look for one certification now to know that that person is able to be a CISO, you're failing. Uh, although I do think that you need a certification, for a lot of more specific roles in a company. So mm -hmm. nobody is throwing the certification out of the window. It's just that to yeah. be a CISO required a little bit more than that. And maybe yeah. and maybe not that at all. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps. I mean, I, I still go back to um, nobody's looking for certifications for CIOs, CFOs, CROs, CDOs, CMOs. I mean, we can go down the list that, I mean, I'm sure they exist, but it's not a requirement, um, which goes to the point of it's what experience do you have and can you lead at that level? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's well, the devil's advocate there. <laughs> I, think, I think your post got a lot of feedback, a lot of different mm -hmm. opinion, and I would love for people that listen to this conversation to to do the same thing, you know, li listen to what we said. I don't think we have a final answer Absolutely and, uh, and having yeah. different perspective, feel free to, to let mm -hmm. us know. And maybe we have another conversation. Yeah. 
Well, that the link will be in the show notes for this episode. So I would encourage everybody to to read Brian's initial post, all the feedback there. There's a lot of cool things uh, being being mentioned and stated there. Uh, in agreement and disagreement, both sides. Uh, that's the biggest biggest level. So I'll be a compromise. Everybody read it and uh, and have a compromise. Let's <laughs> listen. Oh, it's my way or the highway. <laughs> get, get the cert, I say. <laughs> All right. Now, in all seriousness, Brian, I want to thank you for, uh, for putting that out there in the first place and, and uh, for agreeing to have a chat with us to, uh, to dig into a little bit more. Hopefully folks learn a little something and get into think. That's our, that's our main goal. So thanks, Brian. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. iTrust is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at hightrustalliance.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Security Podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.